Hello, everyone in podcast land. I'm David. And I'm John O. And this is the podcast where we assemble jets, turbines, rockets, spaceships to destroy <laughs> Ganon. Uh, it's and so it's cool. The, it's yeah, so it's cool the, watching. <laughs> it's the podcast uh, called Let's Wing It. Yeah. Uh, and we have a treat for you today. We're going to talk a little bit about Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. John O's played it. I've watched uh, my stepdaughter play it over her shoulder, yeah. so I don't have too many thoughts. So I'm excited to hear what John has to play. Uh, we're uh, going to talk about Ted Lasso and the state of yeah. season three. Uh, <clears throat> Big Door Prize, the other Apple Plus TV show that just had its wrap this week. Yeah. And then uh, you're going to talk about 911. Yeah. And it's, tell me a little bit most, about that. It's the most random show just because it just satisfies my needs for like for cops and for firefighters and emergencies and disasters. It's like, mm, Hell, yeah. I just it's my dirty like TV garbage I watch, but I watched 911 as a limb and it surprised me um okay but anyways okay i did want like like i said before i did want to open this up a question that will tickle your brain um okay so i was scrolling through twitter and i was like mm-hmm. hmm, i didn't i i had to think about this the question was would you rather be reborn with all the knowledge and experience you have to six years old or 10 million dollars cash right now that's oh. always an interesting one i would have been six and 97 so is it 1997 or is it like there's like a new family in 2023? No, no, no. You're, you'll be you'll be just like you wake up as you. Well, then it's pretty easy. I would definitely choose that because time is, you know, the would most you? valuable resource. Would, wait, oh, wait, 100 percent. Would you like, OK, so ten million dollars I can you, Bitcoin like <laughs> I just as soon as I'm smart mm. enough to, you know, put a mine in or like get a a hundred dollar birthday gift. You just buy a hundred dollars in Bitcoin and you're like, yeah, all right, I'm a millionaire. <laughs> yeah. So I was, I was doing that. I'm like, yeah, I'll just, just go back in time. But here's a problem. Here's my problem. Mm-hmm. Cause we're, we're both, we're, we're both in, in, in relationships and stuff. Would you want to go back? Like, would you want to like find Cassie and then find Zoe and all that kind of stuff? Cause like for me, I was thinking about, I'm like, I don't know if I could actually recreate all that shit. To have an interesting and even cadence too, my dog. <laughs> I think of course, yes, I would love to like find Cassie and stuff. Yeah. And I think like you could make it happen if that's what you sought out. But I also think that like you would be such a different person having lived an extra like 25 yeah. years and you come mm-hmm. back and you're just so different. And so it would be hard. That's a good, yeah. good, like <clears throat> added dimension to the question. Yeah. Um, cause, cause that's what I was thinking about. It's like, you know, like would I, would I actually sacrifice that? Like, because you're mm. going to be sacrificing and it's going to be honestly, like you said, very difficult because Jill and I have been together for like s- coming up 17 years. Damn, so it's like, that's crazy. Yeah. So like we met when like early, my early 20s. So it's like, I'm not confident that I could recreate everything. I know I would know where she was at certain times of her life, but I don't mm-hmm. think I could like see her because if I met her earlier, she'd be different from today. It would have to yeah. be the exact same time, exact same job. Exact same thing. I think if I think if you set your mind on, I need to get this partner back. I think you could prepare a way Mm -hmm. for it to happen. Like you, you do the meet cute, and you know, like the first ten dates, like you can really sweep her off her feet and be like, like across all times, and like you can even like sell (laughs) the idea of like I I had the option of living an entirely different life, and I've made every different decision, but across all these different lives. Yeah. Across all these different lines, I choose you. And then it's like, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. We're meant to be together. So I think you can spin it. You can spin it to be even better if that's yeah. what's like the priority to you. 
Yeah, but yeah, so I, I think yeah. for $10 million today, it sounds fucking awesome, but yeah. I'm pretty confident knowing what I know now, if I could go back to 97 and work my way up, I think I could end up with more than $10 million extra today. Yeah, I just, I know it's so hard for me because like, I don't want that situation of like doing all these things. She'll be inherently technically different. And that's mm-hmm. what worries me. So it's like, mm. well, do I take that risk or I come off as a fucking crazy person because it could come off as a crazy person. And yeah, yeah I know it's fine. Uh, but I mean, like she could love you and say yes, but she would never be that same person. That same things that you come up the 16 or oh, for me, 16 years I've grown up with her. I'm like she would be inherently not the same person. I think it'd be, I'm, I'd be actually less concerned that they would be super different. I think I'd be mm. more concerned that I would be super different. Cause you think about yeah. how much 25 years of life experience or like 30 years of life experience yeah. changes you. Like it's like, yeah, yeah obviously but <laughs> I'm 32 now when I'm 62, I'm <clears throat> expecting that I have a different mentality and, you know, yeah. think differently. And so I think I would be too different to go back is what I would expect yeah. more than I wouldn't be able to recreate the scenario in which we fall in love. Yeah. So I don't know. For me, I would take the 10 milk. I'd be like, John, take 10 milk for you, baby. Stick around. <laughs> It'll be fine. Because I, I, I know how to make more money for $10 million. Mm-hmm. But granted, I told him that you could do Bitcoin. You could do Amazon. You could do Apple. You can do all these things. Yeah. There's and- a million things. Yeah, exactly. Right before Apple does iPod again, <laughs> you're just like, Let's all right, I'll, I'll, I'm going to mow, I'm going to mow a thousand <clears throat> lawns, get like uh, $2,000 and I'm going to yeah. just put $2,000 on Apple. Yeah. Oh, buy a- Amazon when they're like 20 cents, like because yeah. the market yeah, bubble exactly. crash or something. So, so, I mean, stuff. so I think money wise, it's better to do that. I think no. also getting 25 for me. Yeah. So if I was going back to six, that's I'd be mm. 26 years ago. So we get yeah. 26 extra years of life. That alone is worth a lot of fucking, that's worth a lot more of, than any amount yeah. of money because yeah. you know, there's like, we, we, we have a set amount of time you can yeah. get, you can like work for a little bit more, you know, by being healthy and stuff, but yeah. you also could just die at any point. So it's like knowing that you're going to get in the scenario, I'm guessing, you know, that you're going to make it back yeah. at least this age. So you're guaranteeing 26 years or you get, you get to do the, the big do over for sure. So, I mean, like, Here's the thing is that I would say uh, people who are at least like me in very long, long relationships and committed marriage, blah, blah, blah. I think people would still hesitate. They will still yeah, probably sure. do it. But I mean, like people who are like, no offense to anyone, this if you're my age alone, and single, <laughs> you would probably fucking take that deal like six reborn six instant. No problem. But I mean, mm-hmm. like I think in my scenario, I'll be like, I, I wouldn't. I couldn't do it. I was just like, are you yeah. someone that like is able to process, you know, mistakes you made in the past with no regret and just be like, oh, you know, like I, mm-hmm. I, uh, I, I'm, I am who I am because of the mistakes I made. Or are you like yeah. me? And you're like, I would do everything so fucking different. <laughs> I see. That's the thing. It's like, I was half going like, like that. I used to be that. Like, I would do everything different, but like, you know, time maturity, you, you start to accept that these scars and these mistakes and these cringes that you wake up at night going, fuck, why did I do that? That makes you, 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 you. Like, honestly, if I could redo, I could do so many things differently at my time at LMG. Those were all mm-hmm. my times at all these other jobs. I'd be hugely successful. Fuck you, Musk. Like, you, I'd, I'd make you look like a, a dumb, dumb boy. Yeah. And, and, and all these things. Like, but yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, just for me, it's like, would I sacrifice the time with my wife? And, and yes, I know that's very incredibly romantic to say, 
But I, I just, I couldn't do it. Like, yeah, even, she's like, is she standing in the corner of the room? Just like, that's right, Jono. You'll say that answer. That's right. <laughs> no, she's in another room. Fuck that bitch. I love uh, her so much. I love her. But yeah, I just, I was just really curious. And I just want to be like, for the viewers, yo, just, just tell me, what do you guys think? Do you guys? Would, yeah. Would, that was, would, let us know. Yeah, let us know. I, I am definitely team. Give me the, give me the years. I'm going to message uh, Cassie of like, relationship's dead. Get out, get out. No, no, no I joke. can go and find her and be in a better spot. <laughs> it's fine. I'll rescue you, baby. <laughs> um, anyways, that's it's I think that's a good segue into Big Door Prize because it's a show all about, you know, realizing oh, yeah. your potential yeah. uh, and seeing kind of like the best way you can live your life. And this will be like a, yeah. my impression spoiler free. I think I talked about it very early on in the season, but the season is done mm -hmm. um, yeah. and I am happy. I don't think it's like a the best show ever. It's not like shrinking mm -hmm. or severance where it's like. You have to watch these shows, yeah. but it span around and I think it landed in a good place where it used its idea and its, you know, its core concept to, uh, you know, communicate a strong message. And I think it worked. And it's really important for a show like mm -hmm. that, where it's like, you know, they have this really weird kind of twi sci-fi twist that makes everyone act strange for it to land and like get there mm -hmm. or else everything is just kind of stupid. Uh, yeah. And I think it lands it lands it strongly and confidently. And I feel like the places that characters arrive was quite satisfying. And Ooh. I would definitely recommend the show. Don't watch the trailers because they give you the wrong impression on the tone. It's a little more like dramatic than comedic. Yeah. Uh, so but just. It, yeah. So I just let me just talk to the viewers for a second, because when you talked about it to me first, I'm like, oh, OK, I was like naming. I'm like, OK, this is this show. This show is a show just based on the trailers. And you said yeah, I was yeah, dead yeah. wrong. Which I was like, yeah. oh, interesting. Jillian has started watching it. I think she's episode three. Like sure. she has yeah, she yeah. has to like rewind it because of the fact that she's like me. We we just we kind of go on the computer and have it in the background. Yep. <clears throat> um, which is really bad because well, I mean, maybe for her, because she doesn't remember shit and she's watched like the first three <laughs> episodes, uh, yeah. I think three times already. She's like, I still don't Jeez, really Louise. know it. But she said yeah. that whatever we thought, at least what I said in the trailer, was incredibly wrong. So I was like, oh, interesting. So I got it. I'm that's my like my next show after Ted Lasso. Yeah. And so I'll I'll close off uh mm -hmm. the big door prize because like there's not much to say without getting into spoilers. But I would recommend it. I'll rate it like a 7.3 over the season. I think it starts at a six and it gets better and better and better. And at the final yeah. episodes, it's like almost at an eight. And so the average is around like a low seven. Uh, Does it definitely get weird? Less weird than I hoped. Uh, and oh. so it definitely I thought it was going to get like a really weird, surreal twist. Um, but yeah. there's stuff that happens. There's like definitely definitely layers to the whole story. Um, yeah. But it's it's not weird in the way that I, I like my media to be. And I don't want to spoil too much yeah. more. So Apple uh, has that kind of weird sense of like they take concepts and they kind of go into really odd places that mm -hmm. doesn't make you feel alienated because like just watching a lot of the shows except for i can't remember those like the one military thriller show i need to watch again like Eagle oh citadel something. no that's no citadel. no that one that's, that that's so amazon, no, that's amazon. That's Am yeah yeah you're right you're right you're right yeah i still need to watch that i know it looks kind of bad but i was like yeah it's kind of yeah apparently it's one of the cool. biggest tv flops in history oh russo <laughs> brothers no well, I mean, okay. Um, I will say, uh, what's her name? I don't know, but I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Um, she's not great. <laughs> she was really good at Quantico, but sure. after that, it was like, Pew. 
Well, I feel the same with Richard Madden, who's the main guy in the show. He's, he's a he was, good actor, yeah, but he's like kind of better in side roles. Like he's not doesn't have leading man energy to me. Like even as Rob Stark, yeah. Spoilers for Game of Thrones, everybody. So turn off it for like thirty seconds. No, he's like almost leading man. Where you're like, yeah, King of the North, King of the North, but you're never like, who's gonna be the fucking hero of the realm? Because uh, yeah. like, there's just something a little bit off about him, and it's super judgy, but. You know, that's how TV casting works. And so it's, when he dies and everything fucking falls apart, <clears throat> you're like, yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Priyanka Chopra. And uh, she was, like I said, she was amazing in Quantico. First season, 2015. That's when she came out. And then she started getting kind of weird. And Baywatch, she kind of jumped the shark. And yeah because she was like i never watched that baywatch movie no too bad yeah i mean everything like dwayne johnson and um zach efron perfect they'll they'll pretty chemistry is really good but chopra it's like you're like didn't fit in yeah she well i mean she's really good but also she felt like she's tried to steal the show but she's the villain and then you just kind of like just chill yo just like just be the villain yeah just be the villain. Let let those guys have the fun. You're just there because she was like kind of like the Indian ambassador going, hey, Indian people can be like big stars, too. And mm-hmm. that's why I thought when I watched like her in Quantico, because I thought she was really good. And mm-hmm. yeah, I think, I think fame and stardom because here's the thing. If you're a kind of a B tier celebrity in in North America, you go back to fucking India or you back to your home country. Like, it's like even the Philippines, same way. You are like God in in your home country. In India, you're treated like a God. And huh. yeah, it's just, it, it, I think fame got to her head. I'm just speculating. Or maybe she just was the right person in Quantico and she just yeah. got lucky. I think that's always a big part of it is like, you don't have to be a good actor if you're cast in the right role. And mm. so if you have the skills, it enhances it. But yeah. then, yeah, it kind of exposes it after that. Like, it's like think of like McLovin. <laughs> like, He's he's yeah. fine at acting. Like he can he can act and he's done good roles. Like he's awesome in Kick yeah. Ass and he was good at Kick Ass One. Kick Ass Two was yeah, Kick Ass Two. But that was just the movie sucked. It's like not his fault. Yeah. Um, but in in uh, Super Bad, it's like he doesn't have to be a good actor to be perfect. <laughs> he's perfect. He just is perfect. He fucking yeah. is McLovin. Yeah. And so I I think there's a lot of actors like that where it's just like they find the role they were born to play. Yeah. And then it's hard to replicate that that chemistry or that lightning in a bottle because yeah. that was the role they were born to play yeah he but, was like uh, the perfect make love it's like mccamill as luke skywalker it's just like you mm-hmm. can't escape those roles and unfortunately um thankfully enough mark hamill found success other ways but it took a long time um yeah, yeah it's he, i think honestly that's probably like the worst scenario of fame is like one hit wonders or you're kind of yeah well, yeah. and I think the best thing that can happen for someone is for them to have fame and then get their role of a lifetime because then they're still known for other things, but then they have this amazing role. And I think a perfect example of that is Jason Sudeikis as Ted Lasso. Yeah. Let's He's talk about obviously that. had, yeah, he had quite a bit of success before, but he was able to create this character and create this series or be a, an essential piece to the creation of the series. Yeah. Uh, and I think this is the best role or I would have said this was the best role he's ever done until season three. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, uh, okay. So give me, before we go further, um, cause that was kind of a spicy take. I just gave, give me your general thoughts on season three. So far we've watched up to episode 10. 
So yeah. there's two more episodes left, but we want to come to just do a catch up uh, and you know check in. Yeah. So season three, I would say the first couple episodes were pretty good. Middle episodes it was still good. I did not like Ted at all in the middle episodes, and then now near the end, he's like, "Oh, it's picking up. It's 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 mm-hmm. good." Here's what I'm gonna say, and guess this is probably a spoiler. Yeah, it's probably. A spoiler. Yeah, we're gonna be we're gonna go full spoilers on Ted yeah. Lasso season three, so, including one and two. So okay, yeah, let me explain this. So the first couple of episodes, he was being actually a manager, a coach. Like he was like teaching mm-hmm. them, doing his Ted Lasso thing. He brought him to the series. Cool, awesome. And he just fucking falls apart for the rest of the season. It's like his he brought in his professional and his personal life way too close. I'm like, dude, mm-hmm. I get it. You're going through a divorce, but you're fucking yeah. your coach. You're you're literally a manager of a fucking Premier League club. You you yeah. gotta fucking separate it out. Cause he just started to suck. Like it was just so mm-hmm. annoying watching him season over and over again and watching Nate being a fucking awesome manager, even though he was kind of being kind of cringy. Uh and then he had that Amsterdam episode. And I was like, oh, thank God he did something. And then he started yes. becoming a coach again. And I was like, okay, I love you. Thank You're God. great now. Thank God. Because I was like, Amsterdam did not happen. I would be like, this is the worst season. Okay, let's stick on Ted himself for a second. Because yeah. I, I agree. I think from the beginning, I, I was mad. I was like, come on, Ted. Dude, you've been doing this for several years. Yeah. Get fucking educated. And it's yeah. pathetic. It was honestly like infuriating how ignorant about soccer he was. And it's like, get it. Season one, like, you know, they bring you in as a joke and then you turn out to be like this great heart of a a team creating like a a safe space for these people to be the best version of themselves. That's fine for one season. And then he should have fucking known about soccer. Like he's way too ignorant and it's so frustrating. And then he has that fake shrooms trip where, you know, he has the breakthrough and he understands, you know, total football. Total football. Uh, I, I really like everything that that does with the team i think that my favorite thing about the season yeah i think my favorite thing about the entire show is the soccer team and like the dynamics within that yeah uh, and i think they've done an excellent job like roy and jamie like oh. the best three season friendship arc it's the best bromance am- yeah it's so fucking good and it's yeah. so satisfying this season having them be closer and in this most recent episode when jamie gives him his jersey uh, that he played with in the yeah. world cup yeah but then he changed the e and kent to you yeah it's like it's so perfect like they totally are friends and respect and like love each other and it's yeah. like it's so sweet and like just the way they're training and like i just i think they did such a fantastic job mm-hmm. i think both of their individual arcs their friendship arc but especially jamie man like remember season one what a fucking wiener he was <laughs> yeah i fucking love jamie now he's fucking incredible yeah. He's he's literally the best breakout character in season three because yeah, he was a Wiener boy in one. He was getting yeah. kind of redemption at near before he got traded to yeah. Man City. I think yeah, yeah, even by the end of one, he was like you know learning a little bit. Yeah, and then two, he was still kind of a Wiener boy at the beginning, and then I think it was back when he started to beg to come back to Richmond. Then you can kind of start seeing him changing and becoming mm-hmm. a better person and just growing up. Like, honestly, yep. he grew up and in mm-hmm. such in a good way. Cause now there's like times where I'm like, oh God, I hope they don't do the Keely love fucking triangle. And it got close. There's some parts I'm like, oh God, Jamie and Keely are going to get back together because Roy and 
Keely broke up. I'm like, no, yeah. stop. And it was just like, he just goes, I acknowledge myself as I was an idiot and I love you. And hopefully we can still be friends. I'm like, what a great and mature yeah, way. That was a fucking <laughs> fantastic moment where, so it's in the episode that, you know, Keely's sex or like nude video gets out. Yeah. Um, and, you know, everyone does a really shitty job coming to support her. Like Jack, you know, is like, I'm going to take care of it. And then later in the episode, all she gets is the statement of being like, I'm really sorry for having done that. And it's like, fuck you. Like, no. there's nothing wrong with having done that. The thing that was wrong was the people hacking. Like, yeah. there's nothing wrong with sending nudes to your partner. Uh, yeah. And then Roy is like, oh, I'm sorry it happened. The two. And it was just like kind of super weird and inappropriate. And it was like, oh, God. Yeah. And then Jamie is the one who shows up and is like, mm -hmm. I'm so fucking sorry. It was yeah. super irresponsible for me. I delete all that stuff, but I obviously fucked up and like left it in the email. It is my fault. I'm sorry. And yeah. one of the things I saw, I saw this on like Twitter or whatever. I didn't come make this connection myself, mm -hmm. but his arc was learning to take accountability for himself. And yeah. in the first season, like Keely says that specifically is like, you have to take accountability for your mistakes. Mm -hmm. And now he is. And like, that's, he's come so far and he's, so great and he's so funny and he's still cocky like they did such a good job of still mm -hmm. maintaining that like that's jamie tart dude yeah. and like he's still like a cocky dude but <clears throat> he has so much heart and empathy and understanding like he's had such a fantastic arc it's it's just poopy poopy yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so same way i think roy has had an amazing arc especially season one and two my complaints is that i think the show is focusing on the wrong people <clears throat> in season three and it's spending so much time yeah. on these storylines that don't really matter to me. Like, you know, Keely and Jack like that Keely is bisexual and that yeah. was dating Jack. And it seemed okay, but I could tell the show really know what to do with that storyline because they kept yeah. telling us that, you know, Jack is a bad person without showing it to us. Like when Keely goes to Rebecca and she's like, oh, she got me this gift. And Rebecca's like, be careful. That's love bombing. Rupert love bombed me. And it's like the show's telling you that that's a red flag. But yeah. I'm like, I don't get that sense. And like, that feels like super like bad writing and it, yeah. where they take Jack, like it had no direction and it didn't really feel like they had a vision for what the story was for that. Yeah. Uh, and I still don't really. So now we've come to the end of it. You know, he was like, yeah, well, you know, Jack's in Argentina. Um, and she slept, Jack slut shamed her was too worried about like the appearance of uh, from the outside. And it mm. was like, I, why is this like this? And I yeah. felt like it was really cheap writing where they didn't really know what to do. And like, it wasn't a realistic portrayal of like what a lesbian relationship would have been like. Yeah. And I, I just thought it was, that was a, they spent a lot of time <clears throat> yeah. developing that relationship and it goes nowhere and it accomplished so little for me. And I felt really disappointed because I was like, Hey, great representation. We're fucking cool. We have a whole other gay storyline in the show that I think is so much fucking better. Um, actually has a point and goes somewhere. So yeah, it just with Jack was just so, she was such a, Maybe no offense to the to the actor actress. Um, maybe it's just the writing was really bad. It just felt like such a like a North American storyline was like shoved into British writing, which mm -hmm. they just the writer was like probably like I don't know. They they're telling me to do this, and I have no idea what I'm doing. Uh, I guess I'll just shove her here, and because she had no personality, it was just like more like I love you. I'm just gonna shower you money because I'm rich like this, mm -hmm. and then my dad and the board said this and then you got yeah. like like things just like kept happening and it was like no maybe is the one big big thing there was no consequences on jack like 
Yes, she broke up. She just did all these things. And then she kind of gets away with it scot-free. There's no consequences that I see that Jack gets. I didn't see Rebecca going, oh, is that what's going to happen? Well, fuck banter. We're going to drop them as possible. Yeah. Like, there's no bad things happening to Jack. And I yeah. think that's what I just didn't like. It just kept happening, happening, happening. And by hopefully enough, by the end, <clears throat> something bad happens to banter because that's her yeah. baby. But, well, I, I yeah. can't imagine... Say they say in the last episode, you know, like that's it, she's gone. But I can't imagine that's truly true because mm-hmm. if it is, it honestly it feels like an like a '90s or 2000s show where the episodes were being written as the show was being shot. Yeah, and they got like you know they shot the first eight episodes and they realized like the fourth episode started coming out and they're like, people don't like this character. Oh, we got to write him off. We're gonna write this yeah. character off. And it felt like almost like a write off the way that she turns 100%. from like a nice character to a bad character and then just like totally ditches and it was like it just she's, she, she just becomes a text message it's like literally yeah. last thing he says was like oh i'm sorry uh time zone's really shitty i didn't have a yeah i didn't have a say the board's really shitty i'm so sorry i'm like oh, i guess uh i guess that's it but here's the thing is that one thing um i just did not like i kind of it's kind of yes and no i kind of like keeling this season i kind of don't because she seems really kind of like directionless a little bit because she kept well, kind of I, going I agree. everywhere. I think like last season was bad bitch Keely season where she's like got vision and she's like, I'm going to make this happen. Mm-hmm. And then this season, it's like she kind of has the thing she she wanted, but she gets kind of thrown around by the forces around her. Like it doesn't feel like she's anchored. Yeah. Uh, and like, I like the storyline. I like the potential, the storyline with her friend had, you know, her, her like the Shandy loose cannon. Yeah. Friend. Even yeah. Shandy. I was like, oh, cool. It's going to be cool. Like she's going to go back to her roots and this is kind of edgy marketing, but they also wrote her off. Yeah. And they're like, way. oh, actually she's kind of bad. Yeah. And I, I like, I like where they take her and Barbara. I think that's a very sweet friendship yes. and I'm into that. Yeah. Although I, there was kind of the weird writing of like, like I like, so Bar- if you guys haven't watched it, Barbara collects snow globes from all the cities that she's worked in because yeah. she's used to being made the CFO of a company going to work there for a bit. And then it closed down. She's got to move again. And so when the company's closing, he goes and buys her a snow globe as like an act of like kindness and friendship uh, and gives it to her. And she's like, well, this doesn't count. Cause like I have to buy it. And then she pulls out 20 pounds, gives it to Keelan. Keely's like, it was 60 pounds. And I feel mm. like it was just weird. Like that yeah. whole, inter- the, that, the, the expansion of the interaction was weird. I like the, like, yeah. I have to buy it. And yeah. she like, you know, pulls out 20 kid quid and that should have been it. They should have like smiled and that would have been it. But they're yeah. like, no, it's actually 60. It was like, what? Why? Why? Yeah. Barbara, Barbara <laughs> was kind of like the surprise hit because I thought she was going to be like the office grouch. Yeah. And until that's like you kind of expected her until like she loves Rebecca. She's the owner of Richmond. And then there's also all these other points where like she's just really cold to Keely. Like they just get along until near the end. Yeah. And and she came in to the office to pack, which I found fucking hilarious. She's wearing like the old school, like late or early 2000s, like like that weird felt track suits that have yeah, weird yeah, writing. Yeah. And her butt's oh, juicy. juicy. Yeah, yeah, and I was yeah, like, yeah. oh, that's so cool. Like you learn something about <laughs> yeah. Barbara. And she's like, oh, that's funny. It's like, I only wear what's true. It's like, oh, Barbara, <laughs> you're so cool. <laughs> yeah, I know. I love I love seeing Barbara unleashed. <laughs> yeah. And but, so I'm a big fan. Yeah. yeah, sorry, no, but which? Oh no, yeah. So I mean, like that relationship's really good. But yeah, I can continue on because I, I have something else I want to say about something completely different. So I, I think I I like the KJDR or whatever it's called. Company storyline, it's fine. I think it's yeah. cute. 
uh, but it didn't really accomplish as much as I want. I was mad at Ted. I think like he just sucks. Um, I miss my son. Yes, I get it. I get it. You miss your son. And I like, you know, when he, I like the end of the episode when his son's visiting and Mm -hmm. you know, the doctor like goes to high five him and the son's like, nah, (laughs) there's little moments that are fine, but I think Mm -hmm. like they've spent way too much energy and time on that. And I forgot that like they weren't already broken up. I thought it was like long in the past. Like they had, moved past the breakup period and we're friends again. Yeah. And so I was like, this doesn't add anything to the show. And I feel yeah. like the, uh, the, so the show just, like I've said earlier in this episode, the show doesn't know what to prioritize. And so it's yeah. spent time on there's an arcs that I don't think really matter or pay off. Yeah. Ted is definitely a character that they finished in season one and season two. I felt the same, but mm. season three, I feel like, they don't really know what to do with him. Obviously, you know, he's important. The show's called Ted Lasso. Yeah. But in season one, they had such a clear vision for what his character was going to do. And he doesn't need to have a big arc. He's an iconic character in the sense that he's like immovable. And it's his positivity and his love that'll yeah. change the people around him. Yeah. But then after that, they need to change him. And so they, you know, they 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 explore yeah. his vulnerability with mental illness and panic attacks in season two, yeah. which I liked, but felt really heavy handed. In season three, they just like, don't yeah. know what to fucking do with him. I, I did like season two, how they brought him in as kind of the addressing the stereotypical American male or North American male who's on um, mental health. And then you see mm-hmm. kind of like it does peel back to, to Ted because when you look at Ted as a character, he's just very like really flat. Like when you think about it, he just he will joke around things. He's really hard. He won't talk about difficult things. But they brought in the the therapist and you can see that oh he's actually has a lot of depth or maybe perceived depth as he's kind of like this because of his father's suicide which i was Mm -hmm. like whoa like that's really big but here's my problem you have this whole situation even the beginning of season three of the doctor there and then she's fucking gone and I'm like, yeah, well, she's why? In, she's in a Skype call in the first episode, and then that's it. Like, yeah. what? It's just I was like, so confused. So it's just like, yeah, no, I 100% agree. Like, they didn't understand, like, how to, like, deal with Ted in season three. Like, I think, yes, they needed him to learn about football. And it's really, I think, condescending to people who are diehard fans who are watching ball, like uh, European yeah, or UK real. football. Yeah, yeah. And then you see Ted Lasso's like, yeah, my son and I learned a lot about soccer or football by playing a lot of fifa i'm like holy shit it's like no that's a bad way of like learning yeah. a game that's passionate to people's like generation so yeah i yeah, yeah it feels like yeah someone you know I'm like <clears throat> oh i played a lot of starcraft that means i'm a good army general yeah. <laughs> like, like, i mean it's no. just like oh, oh like how much did ea pay you to say fifa in per episode like because yeah. they say fifa quite well, i mean bit. I mean, FIFA, it won't be called FIFA next year. It's going to be called something else because they lost the the night. I don't know. I think it's like EA football or something because FIFA (laughs) basically asked for like 10. I I can't remember the number, but some exorbitant fee to maintain FIFA licensing. Those those guys are crooks anyways. Yeah. No, I don't think anyone is like FIFA is a good organization. Yeah. No. Um, But But anyways. So, yeah, I feel like Ted is totally directionless. Yeah. Uh, I think the team is great. I like all the dynamics. I think Sam that story that they've done with him is fucking fantastic. Oh, it's like good opening story. the restaurant, all the mm-hmm. family, his dad showing up after his restaurant had been vandalized because he, you know, he kind of got into it on Twitter or whatever. And I like, yeah. I like the way it built up. Cause like it felt super realistic, you know, like him being kind of like moderate in his response mm-hmm. being like, 
hey, do better. And the person's like, fuck you, fuck you. And he's yeah. like, like, fuck you. Uh, <laughs> and then the people attack his his uh, restaurant. Yeah. But then, you know, he cries and his dad's there. And it's like this very sweet, vulnerable moment. And I really like it. Mm -hmm. uh, and then when he goes to show his dad the beat up restaurant and his team's there fixing it, I thought that might be my favorite moment in the entire season. I just fucking yeah. love it. And then you also find out that the restaurant's named after his dad. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Oh, it's so good. And then that oh, was so sweet for me. I okay, okay. Here's here's actually one thing I have a gripe about Sam. Okay. I don't know what Arista going. Well, the seat episode ten. He he had a lot of direction, which is really great. He had a lot of growth mm -hmm. in that episode. Thing I hate the fucking him, Rebecca, and the uh, chef that yeah. he has. I just like I'm like stop, stop this. You it ended stopping it back up. Like I'm sick of this. Yeah, I don't. Every time him and Rebecca meet in the hallway, and they're like, oh. Oh, excuse me. Oh, oh, oh. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. It's like, it, that was such a bad storyline when it was happening. It was like, this is stupid. And yeah. every time, yeah, every, literally every time they bring it up, it's like, just fucking move on. It's not yeah. funny. I love Rebecca. She's one of my favorite characters in the whole show. I don't yeah. think season three is doing her justice. I think that Amsterdam episode sucked. Um, <sighs> it was okay. Sorry, most of it was okay. Yeah. Her part sucked. That romance was super forced and weird and uncomfortable. And I didn't yeah. really buy that she would be, you know, falling for this guy. Mm. I liked that they didn't have sex. You know, it was just like a comfortable night. Did they have sex? Um, they didn't. Um, I don't know. Because Julie so, said that they had sex. I was like, really? I thought she no, said no, no. no. They say specifically that they didn't have sex. Okay, good. Um, and that's the thing. And I, I like that where it's like, you know, love doesn't have to be this passionate, mm. sensual thing that can be part of it. But it's also like something, another dimension to it. And I think that was good. But yeah. I think the actor they got for it, he must be like some uh, famous, you know, Amsterdam, uh, yeah. Amsterdam uh, yeah, actor or something. Because he wasn't very like, I don't, I didn't think he, he was, was okay. Good. <laughs> he was, he was, <laughs> they didn't, he was, they, yeah, yeah. It was very, it felt like a very Dutch kind of acting. Because like I've watched sure. some Dutch movies because it's action and ending Mad, um, what's his name, Mad Mendelsohn, Nicholson. Matt yeah, Nicholson? like I've seen his movies and he has like kind of same kind of vibe to him. Best. Yeah, he's sure, he's yeah, 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 very handsome. Uh, <laughs> very handsome. Oh, he's a great actor too. Though. Yeah, very great actor. Oh yeah, no, he was in Rogue One. Yeah, that like he yeah. has that kind of demeanor. Um, yeah. but he's just like it just felt like weird, and I didn't like how Rebecca's like they're trying to make him make her like her mom with the fucking fortune telling. Psychic? Psychic yeah, thing. I oh, think that whole storyline it's a it's super stupid and simple, and I'm like I I mm -hmm. you know I understand they need to explore her insecurities <clears throat> because she's yeah. this bad bitch woman. She presents that and. She often is a bad bitch woman yeah. and she's fucking awesome to show, you know, like someone who's able to see the inside. But I feel like yeah. a fortune teller storyline is just stupid. And like, yeah. see, I, I don't like that. Like, you know, the, the, the green matchbook, the night, like, oh, the, the, like my, the, the shite and nine, nine, nine armor stuff. It's like, this is just like stupid. It's like, what did you um, say? Oh my God. You said that. What did you say? Yeah. I was like, come on. This is <laughs> no, dumb. I think um, the only good episode of Rebecca so far was episode 10 when she goes after the Ruper and Which, the Fuko yeah. League, the Super League that they're, yeah. they they kind of pitch because I think it was like everything she said was so true and how she dealt with it because like when she did the whole like, oh, if you want to feel confident, look in the mirror and be big and you can see like those a split take of it's like her as a kid and doing the same like, oh, making really big and she becomes confident yeah. and everyone's like telling her it's like, 
don't have to be afraid because all those old rich guys used to be little boys. Boys. Yeah. And that shot of them as little boys and suits, it, I thought it was a great shot. It actually, I was like, I thought about it. I'm like, wow, that is such a good mental tactic when you go into a meeting and you feel mm -hmm. unconfident. And I actually used it the other day and I was like, nice. It's a good, this is a good thing. Cause I do meetings like four or five days, uh, four, four or five a day. And it's like, yeah, like some meetings I'm really confident. Some meetings I'm like, Oh, like I'm talking to the CEO of this company. I feel freaked out. And you just have to remember everyone's a human being. Like that's all it is. And also yep. the best way is the closing the door between Rebecca and Rupert. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh my, I, I was watching with Cassie and she's like, if they hook up right now, I'm done. I'm not watching the show anymore. Yeah. And he goes in for like a kiss and she's like, Oh, gross. You're like, uh, yeah. And I was like, thank God. Thank yeah. God. They're not taking that direction. Cause like mm -hmm. the show has done some shitty tricks like that. Where you're like, are they going to do that? Oh, fuck, they are doing that. No. Um, and the big one for me in regards to that is the whole Nathan redemption arc. Jesus fucking Christ. It is the least efficient redemption arc I've ever seen. And I yeah. don't fucking care. Like, I knew as soon as they set him up at the villain at the end of season two, mm -hmm. he was going to have a redemption arc and he was going to be good. But I would have been okay if his redemption arc was like, like episode two. Mm -hmm. And it's when he has a chance to talk to Ted. He like goes and talks to him and he's like, he shows he's become more confident and he's like, mm -hmm. Hey Ted, I'm really sorry for the way things are. Would love to hang out. And they hang out and they become friends and like, you know, they're competitive because they're on other yeah. sides and maybe Nathan can teach Ned Ted to be competitive and, you know, get angry yeah. when he needs to. Mm -hmm. But Ted can also show kindness and love in the same way that he always had. And it just feels so long and fucking drawn out yeah. and him with his partner. Like I like her, but I don't fucking care. And it's just so extended. And it's, mm -hmm. it's basically the main plot of the show is Nathan and his partner and like yeah. his, his own insecurity. And there's moments that are fine. There's moments yeah. that are good. Like this episode when he plays, you know, the, the violin and his dad comes in and he finally connects with his dad. That is a good moment, yeah. but it is not worth the amount of time that show is spent developing his redemption arc. I thought yeah. it was like, it's insane how much that show was invested into that character. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I, I agree on the fact like, okay. So I agree that it took way too long, way. It should not be 10 episodes. It should have been mm -hmm. at most five, most yep. five. And you get to call it a day. I did kind of like Nate's, um, how he got to the point, like his hero's arc. Cause mm -hmm. he was like, you can see Rupert trying to corrupt him. Like he's just trying to yeah. be the buddy, buddy and like, Oh, try to get, him to cheat on his girlfriend because his girlfriend is like anti Rupert. He's like his girlfriend. Yeah. I, that's one reason I like her because she's so stone cold. Like she's. I Polish. love that. The, I yeah. did love that line when she meets Rupert, right. and she's like, "Well, he seems very wealthy." Yeah, very. <laughs> I thought wealthy. that was such a good little yeah. read of him. Like it's like normally you're like, "Oh, he seems nice," or like, "Oh, wow, yeah. he's you know got this this trait." It's like, yeah, yes, he's a rich asshole. Okay, she she's because she's like when you actually think about it, it makes sense because like she's a person that can see through people. Like that's like mm -hmm. when she when you first meet her with Nate, the taste of Athens and all this kind of shit. And and she's very she can see through Nate is very unconfident and that's why she wasn't really interested in him. But also yeah. there's all these all these little things. Like I I think, yes, hundred percent too long. But I did like how Nate kind of like rejects Rupert, quits the club, and also like when he rejects him at the club and finds his girlfriend or finds his partner. Mm -hmm. And has that moment of like, my God, like he went so close to the dark side and got freaked out. 
Like I, I yeah. like something about that scene in the hallway and hugging. And I was like, oh, that's really nice. Like that's a really good lesson. I, I, I did really like that. You're right. I yeah. like when you know he goes to the bar and there's this beautiful tall model women yeah. and Rupert's like, you know, hang out with them. It's it's a guy's night if you know yeah. what I mean. And it's like, and he walks away. Like I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also thought quitting the team was like not necessary. It I think felt he like, just yeah. Like to me, the jump <clears throat> between like they spent nine episodes getting us to the point where he stands yep. up to Rupert. I don't think it took it takes nine episodes to get us there. I think it could have been one or two episodes of like, oh uh, man, I don't really like this or like I like when he tries to call the Diamond Dogs meetings with his club. Yeah, uh, and he, like calls the two people and like it's not the same as the Diamond Dogs with Ted Lasso. Yeah, I like that. I think you can do you know like the stuff where he's cr- clearly craving the connection he had at yeah. Richmond, and he learns to stand up to Rupert much sooner. Yeah, but then there should have been more between that and him quitting. I think. I yeah. think there should have been like three steps of like Rupert not liking that he's standing up to him or like that he's not just easily manipulated. He's not a dog on a leash anymore. Yeah. And I think we needed a few more episodes or interactions where that leads to Nate being like, I have to leave. Like, I can't be part of this because yeah. that felt a little rushed and irreal- unrealistic no, it, 100%. and very writery. To yeah. Be, very it contrived. Just, it just felt like, yeah, they just didn't know what they wanted to do. They felt very mm-hmm. confused. And then... Yeah, and they were just like, okay, well, um, I guess, uh, I guess we'll do it now. I get uh, hopefully enough. We prepared enough, and then you know, it's like because Rupert, Rupert can charm everyone. Everyone loves yep. Rupert. I think it's like Ted, um, or well, everyone at Richmond, uh, Ted and Rebecca, Keely. Like everyone can see through. Like, okay, you are a bad guy, and I think that's mm-hmm. that's the kind of like thing. And I have a feeling that you know Nate's gonna get come back to Richmond. Actually, wait, okay, here's my prediction, because I think this is the last season of Ted Lasso. I think they're not doing it anymore. Yeah, this is supposed to be the final season. So, so there's only two more episodes, and then it's done, done. Yeah, so this thank is my God. prediction. Once again, yeah, thank God. Was um, Ted's going to leave. He's going to go back to America and reconcile with his wife. That's a thing. I don't I think that's a, that's I a poo-poo that. move. I want that's him a to, yeah, move. I want him to, you know, be a big part of his son's life and go yeah. and reconnect there. But I, I think it's much more mature when they just like stay as friends with his wife. Like I don't want it to rekindle a romantic relationship. Yeah. Like exactly. maybe, you know, the possibility down the road to explore it, but I don't yeah. want it to be a romantic thing. Yeah. And I think it's just be a part more like, okay, Ted Lasso has to go on his own. He has to leave yeah. and just be as a you know, his the the coach, his assistant coach, um, uh Beard, Coach Beard is gonna stay because of his girlfriend, Jane. And yeah. Nate's gonna Come Ted Lasso, like he learns the Ted Lasso way with actually knowing how to play soccer or doing soccer. I think that's that's my prediction. I thought also Keely was going to come back as being the PR person for Richmond mm-hmm. too, but I guess in a way she still she will be. But mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just to me, it's just yeah, the the season's getting better, but it took fucking too long. Yeah, it, it almost felt like they didn't know how to fill thirteen episodes or twelve episodes or whatever, and it should have been eight. Um, because I, I, but then at the other hand, they've spent all this time wasted on these shitty character slots. But the the season starts with Keely and Roy breaking up, and I thought that was really fucking amateur the way they handled it, where they don't really explain why they're breaking up. They're just kind of like breaking oh. up, and it's like the show did a really poor job showing us why it was the right move, or like why they felt like breaking up was the right thing. Yeah, and now they might be getting back together. But I'm like, so wait, we don't know why they got they broke up. 
they, you wrote this shitty filler love storyline that sucked, and then they're yeah. back together. Okay, sure. It sucks because I love Keely mm. and Roy. Like before the season, they they were probably one of my favorite dynamics of the show. Yeah, but they've totally just mishandled this yeah, whole arc. And maybe yeah. they end up together. They fucked in this episode. Yeah, but they we definitely slept together. Yeah, yeah, but we don't know if like they're gonna get back together, get back together. I no, think I would rather Keely and Roy than Keely and Jamie. I think that would be fucking infuriating. Yeah, um, Jamie, I think Jamie should. I don't want to see him in a relationship. I just want him to be the best football player you could have in England. Because, like, you know, he's yeah, showing I, up. I want him to be. Good. Yeah. Yeah. And he's been working his ass off with Roy. And so I think he deserves to be a superstar and like yeah. to be like recognized as like not just a good player, but like an important player yeah oh there's one thing i do also wanna, yeah okay yeah uh remember when zava was like everything Fuck. and now like, he's just gone that's another character that feels just like written off uh and I'm, that's not the way that this kind of serialized show works yeah uh where or like where like they rate the whole season before they know what's happening and like maybe he's gonna come back in the end like i i thought zava was gonna go help richmond reach a certain level and then be like See, I'm the best. And then he was going to somehow get suckered into joining Rupert's team. Yeah, West Ham. West Ham. And that might still happen, but it's just like they spent so much time on that storyline. And then, like, it doesn't really matter. Like, the team just kind of connects yeah. anyway. And so it felt like just so much effort and time think, spent on this yeah, plot. I think for just for a sports, like, if you're going to look at it like a sports kind of way, he was just there. So Richmond's not dead last. So they couldn't come back. Like, they just Maybe. they needed they needed some sort of like vehicle to show that Richmond isn't total shit and they could still yeah. kind of compete in the top five and he was just yeah. a vehicle. But it's just so stupid. I hundred percent agree. Like he was such a waste of time. But granted, it kind of the one thing I did like is that it showed Jamie kind of stepping up and being really mature because he's like, we don't yeah. need Zava guys. Like stop worshiping this guy. Yeah. We just need this and we need to do this. And it's like you start seeing that change in Jamie, which. Is the only oh there's only two good things for Zava kept Richmond in the top five. I'm I'm treating them like a real fucking team, but uh, <laughs> uh, but also Jamie's just like being able becoming a leader or kind of like mm -hmm. leading the group in some sort of total way because he does yeah. eventually teaches them that hey don't just kick the ball to me to expect me to score use me as a distraction use me play through me and I'll yeah support yeah exactly you guys, yeah which is great I thought that was. Yeah. yeah, I totally but, like that. And it's, he's yeah. kind of like the death of the ego is allowed him to become a better, more important player than he ever, ever yeah. could have before. Yeah. But um, the last thing that I want to talk about, and I think it's mostly good, but I had qualms, is the reveal that Colin is gay and yeah. the way that it's he's outed to the team. I think yeah. I like, I'm okay with like the way they present it. You know, he's got like suitors at his house and stuff. Yeah. I like that Trent is the one that finds out and Trent is also <clears> gay. And yeah. they're able to connect and he's able to kind of mentor him as like an older gay man. Mm -hmm. He's able to kind of communicate and help him through it. And I like, I really like that, that it wasn't like Trent is the reporter. It's like, I found out that the star is gay. He's and gay. Outs, um, yeah. Some shit like that. Much prefer that. It's like a, a warm, comfy storyline of like, Hey, there's a lot of stuff going on at the right time. Like this is good. Um, mm -hmm. And then Isaac is the first one to find out because, you know, they are talking about deleting all the nudes on their phone and, and mm -hmm. Colin leaves. Uh, to delete the phones and then Isaac is like because and he kind of like puts up resistance because he's kind of unsure how to present yeah. around these issues and Isaac is like no you're going to delete it and he grabs it and he goes to delete the photos and it's all nudes of men 
Yeah. And so he knows that he's gay and he kind of just like hands him the phone and walks away. Mm-hmm. And I'm okay with that. Cause I, at first, you know, the show is trying to pretend like Isaac's a bigot and he doesn't like him, but you can, I, I knew pretty much right away that the story was going to be Isaac being like, yeah. I feel like I let you down because you couldn't trust me with this. Like what about me made it yeah. that it wasn't safe to come to me. And I was fine with that, but then they drag it on too long and they do a few too many scenes of like the Isaac epilogue. being an asshole. Yeah. No, I, I like oh, the epilogue. I really yeah, yeah. like when they, yeah, yeah. when they do the, like they go to his, he goes <clears> up at his house and he's like, I'm sorry. And yeah. they play, they play FIFA and stuff like that's good. Yeah. But like, there's a few too many, like Colin, like trying to be like, Hey Isaac, like what's up? And Isaac being like, mm, and walking away. And the one that I think is mm. a step too far in terms of like bad writing or bad. Yeah. Bad writing. I know is when they go to the huddle and he puts his hand on top of his hand yeah. and he pulls it away. And I'm like, fuck you. Like, that's just like bullshit fake writer, like, uh, like, you know, misdirection. And it felt so insincere yeah. and so contrived. And I was like, this is, this is so unnecessary and poor writing. Yeah. It's just, it just felt so forced and it felt like very two thousands writing of like how to handle yeah. gay issues. Because it was like, yeah. I, I grew up in that TV world of like, you know, just, all these things like hey you should support gay people and it was felt very mm-hmm. peasantry like very like basic levels like yeah they're gay treat them well don't don't treat them different what i really loved about that whole thing like 100 agree took too long uh i kind of liked how he got ejected from the game like i think i like that yeah. part because it's like yeah you can't you say the f word and everyone's just like yeah it's like hey he's one of us i can't believe they're fighting as a fan and then they just, they all kind of reveal and find out, even like the fans find out and they're like, oh, fuck that guy. Like, no, that guy's not cool. Yeah. Um, but one thing that really kind of killed me and made me kind of realize it was I grew up in a world where like I do have a lot of friends who are gay, lesbian, trans and everything. And I've always mm-hmm. said this. And then Ted's story about saying you don't care kind of hit me in a mm-hmm. way that I wasn't expecting because I was mm-hmm. like, oh shit, like. Maybe I didn't care. I thought not caring was my way of supporting someone, but I should have cared in a way that it doesn't bother me, but I should care to support them because they, even though they come out, my, one of my friends came out, they feel very alone. hundred percent. And like, I, I, it's funny. You can tell he's fumbling through the metaphor Yeah, and it's funny, you know, the, they undercut it a little bit, but that metaphor of like, oh yeah, this guy, like the Denver Broncos. Yeah. And so like, I just, you know, I tolerated him. I let him like the Denver Broncos, but he's at home eating seven layer dip all by himself. And it's like, no, that's not, you know, not caring isn't supporting. Yeah. Like you say, it's being there for someone and showing support and, and like helping them through it is yeah. so much more important. And so I, I like, I did like that speech too. Like, yeah. they're all like, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. And he's like, no, wait, I do care. And that's what this means. Yeah. And I think that's a good angle. Yeah. But I, I remember, and I, I, I like bits of it because I like that Isaac is such a emotionally stunted guy in some ways because in yeah. some ways he's pretty mature and like he's a good leader mm. um, that he feels this deep frustration. And when the guy says the F slur, mm. he fucking loses it. And I'm like, yeah. I like that. <laughs> I'm glad that, you know, it's like it is what it is. But I I just feel like because they had done so many interactions between him and Colin yeah. where Isaac was like, no, I don't like you. It just felt just so writery and like almost preachery in a way where I'm like, if you had gotten here faster, if Isaac had immediately like he'd walked away, yeah, taken a minute and been like, here's why I'm upset, because I thought we were best friends yeah. and you've been lying to me and they get there. But it takes like two episodes. And I'm like, come on. Come I, on. Think, I think you just they could have just done it really right away. And then if they just change it, it's like they just said it really quickly. 
Yeah. That that's the reason why he's mad and it will take him time to kind of forgive him. I think that would have been fine. It's like, don't yeah. make me kind of wonder why he's mad. Just come so on with long. it. It's so, not really so many interactions. Yeah. But I don't know. Anyways, that's, that's kind of, yeah. That's what's kind your, of thing. yeah. What's your predictions for the rest of the season? I think yeah. West Ham and Richmond will have to face off in some kind of final form. Yeah. Um, I think that Zava might show up on West Ham. Zava 100% will show up back in West Ham because Rupert just wants to destroy Rebecca because, you know, Rebecca rejected him. He doesn't get rejected. He doesn't like that. Uh, Nate's going to join back on the team. And then Mm -hmm. just Rupert is just going to go full out and try to get, take them down. And then at the end, Uh, he's going to, Ted's going to leave. I, I, I actually think, I think it could be that way. I think that's a very valid prediction. I could also see uh, this is what I kind of hope for, although it might be not enough time left in the season. I, I think I know what you're gonna, talking about. I think I know what you're talking about. They're gonna try and redeem Rupert to a certain extent. They're gonna try and like give him a human edge. Uh, because even this episode was kind of the first time where Rebecca broke through to him. And mm-hmm. like, you know, you see the human in him <clears throat> for the first time. And so they might he might be the villain, but he might just get uh, you know, a little humanity injected into that character. Yeah. I I think you're right. What Nate will come back to Richmond. Yeah. But, and he already, he kind of already did. He did all the jerseys, right? Yeah. He did the kit, kit he's, boy stuff. He's like, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's like, which is nice. Yeah. Uh, and so I think you're right there. Yeah. I think Keely and Roy don't end up together, but I think they're like, Hey, maybe let's try, mm-hmm. but maybe he ends up with a teacher. I don't know. I hope they didn't bring her back just for like one flirty thing. And then, him to realize he liked keely that that seems rude yeah it's just it's just this is so weird but yeah i think yeah. these last two episodes are going to be big i think the last episode is probably going to be a very long probably an hour and a half yeah I'm probably like an hour and a half like movie um but yeah i think yeah i would like to see like a rupert story like just like kind of explaining rupert because like just how mm-hmm. he is because if you're going to have a human mature story you need to show his side he's just not always asked because yeah when when Rebecca was telling the story about like uh, how he used how he break into the stadium stadium you punched that uh, yeah. he got beat up by the guard and kind of bought the team twenty five years later I thought that was such a good story granted I totally thought, I thought he was rich the start. his whole life yeah so I was like uh, but I guess not but kind of weird but okay you know, so I think I think he was rich as long as he knew Rebecca but he had told her stories from before when he was poor. Mm. and so i think that's like a story from before she knew him but yeah. that's a story that he has told her many times or that she yeah. knew of or something so yeah i think i think that's what the story is going to happen i think it's just i don't think they're going to have enough time to do it but here's mm. the thing here's the kind of big thing but i'm kind of scared what Apple's going to do is doing the netflix thing it's going to make a million spinoffs of that show yeah i could see that happening um like god i hope it's not a nate spinoff that's like there's already spent too much time on that character. Yeah. And so I can see Roy Kent and Jamie maybe could support a show. <laughs> oh, maybe they're just, but gonna... I hope not. I hope they just let it rest. Like yeah. this show, I, I am definitely still enjoying the show, even though, you know, I have specific criticisms around the writing and, yeah. and, and most mostly writing. Yeah. Um, but I'm very happy to watch it yeah. every week. I'm like, nice new episode of Ted Lasso. Yeah. But if they kept going, I think that would run out. The same way that happened with Cobra Kai, where yeah. I fucking loved Cobra we, Kai. We've talked until about like how season much... three, season four. Yeah. And then it just kept going. And it's like, they know where, like, you can tell they know where they want the story to end. And I feel like Ted Lasso, mm-hmm. they have an end for the season that's going to be strong. I think it'll be emotionally satisfying, <clears throat> yeah. strong ending for the season. 
and they're going to get us there. But I think they don't. This the weakness of this season is that they're not yeah. sure the best path I, to get there, and they've taken the long road, and they'll get there. But they just they but, they, they, they had. A, I think for me, they had a conflict of North American TV styling with English British style. Mm, if they just left sure. it British style, the show would improve because I love British yeah. television because the fact they understand stories need to end. They can't just be yeah. fucking milk to oblivion. Cough yeah. office, even though I don't like office at all. But like the British office ended like after like three seasons, which apparently was well, really the good. British shows are much better for that. Cause even like Doctor Who, yeah, there's like 15 seasons or whatever, but each doctor only gets like two, three seasons. They, they kind of understand how to end Doctor Who well. Like that's well, and like uh, having less means that it's each episode is more. Yeah. And it's like the more you get, like there's a, there's a sweet spot, obviously. Yeah. Like a sitcom needs a certain amount for you to be able to like watch it over and over. Yeah. So it's like friends needed. Maybe not 11 seasons or whatever, but like you need seven ish seasons yeah. to, for it to be an endlessly rewatchable show. Yeah. But things to be good, they need, especially stuff that's serialized. Yeah. You need a good ending and you need to get there. And Ted Lasso, I think, is doing that. Cobra Kai, it, it's clear where they want <laughs> to end it. They want yeah. Daniel LaRusso and Johnny, whatever, to team up. Have like the the ultimate understanding of balance of like yeah. that like you have to have inner peace but like you can't you have to fight back and you have to have this perfect melding and then these kids can grow and be the best version of themselves and like all these threads that were so close to the end where they keep on like almost getting us there and then they're like well we need another season so oh shit we're reverting back to a previous state we're doing the same story again we're doing the same story again we're yeah. doing the same story again yeah and so. When they have an end in mind, get there. And I'm much more appreciative of getting there. And so I appreciate that with Ted Lasso that they're going to cut it off at three seasons. Yeah, I think hopefully will be it. I think it's just like the kind of saying it's like, you know, Europeans grew up with artwork that has only like five or ten prints of that same piece. And that's what makes it really yeah. special. I know from America will just take a photo of it and reprint it until no one buys it anymore. Like that's that's what it is. Yeah, I think that's that's yeah. how, how it goes. But. Totally. Well, that, yeah. yeah. So that's Ted Lasso. That is a little bit Cobra Kai, but we've we've talked about that. I'll yeah, we, 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 won't talk we can we can go I, on for, on forever on Cobra Kai. I think I'm ready to watch the last two seasons because the new season's coming out soon. So I think I need to watch season five and then six is supposed to be the last one. I haven't watched it since partway season four. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. It's 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 kind of just been bit ever yeah. since. Yeah, because like it, the best was the end of season two, like the high school rumble. Mm -hmm. That was peak Cobra Kai. That was fucking awesome. Yeah. And I could, I remember being like jaw on the floor because I couldn't believe it was happening. Anyway, we've talked about Cobra Kai. We won't talk yeah, about Cobra yeah. Kai. Let's, Let's talk about the biggest thing in the whole planet right now. Zelda. Zelda, Zelda the, the game, game that has sold already 10 million units under a week. It is over fucking whelming. Oh my God. I don't know what to do with the game. <laughs> like, <clears throat> so, okay, so I kind of had to do jump through a lot of steps um but i'll talk about the game first so the game kind of starts off right after breath of the wild full disclosure i haven't personally beat breath of the wild okay um jillian but you did. probably watched like i watched jillian did it and i knew it and yeah. i just i watched like i started playing it i'm like i don't know anything what this means i don't know what zone and or i don't know I really and uh i'm gonna pause this and i watched like nintendo's like recap video i'm like okay sure. got it go and then i started <laughs> watching and man game is basing off breath of the wild on steroids and a bit of minecraft and cabal space program mm -hmm. 
So I, you know, me being an adult, I don't have the same amount of time to play the game, but also the fact too, I don't have a TV. Well, we, I do have a TV I'm sharing with Jillian. Usually enough in my old house, I would have multiple ways to play it. I, yeah. I can play on my computer, get my computer monitor. I can play it there, or I could go upstairs on my basement it on the switch. You cannot do because it's just too small. It's just like, yeah, okay. I need to do this. I need to do that. But it feels like I'm so clunky with the controls. I'm like, I can't, yeah. I can't play it. So, um, our good friends at N60 is sending us a, a canvas 27 Q monitor. So once nice. I get that, I will play the game again. Cause right now I'm on a pause. Cause I was just like, it's too, big. it's too small. It's too small. Also the performance in handheld seems like it's not super good. Uh, but the performance, I mean, I hope, yeah, that's one thing I wanted to comment. Um, the performance of the game is oh so terrible as um, there was a mode that you've probably seen and everyone has probably seen this is that you can attach things. I don't know. I can't yeah. know what's called the ultra, the ultra ultra arm, ultra arm. Yeah. So you, I think it's called ultra arm. So you can build things. So essentially enough with this game, instead of breath of the wild, breath of the wild, you can kind of slow time and kind of like pause things. And then you can kind yeah, of and use like physics. throw an ice block and yeah, like yeah. Couple physics powers and shit. It's really cool. It's really simple, really easy. This one is just like, I'm kind of really intimidated because now I feel like every problem I'm like, oh, I watch other people play and they're like making robots. And I'm like, oh, I need to cross a bridge. I'm just going to make a couple of logs and just put them together. I'm guessing someone's going to invent a really cooler way to do it. And I feel yeah. so inadequate. Mm. I'm just playing the game just so I can get through it. And I'm having a good mm. time. The The gameplay is still good. Like it's snappy. If you love Breath of the Wild, you're going to love this game. But it was like points where it's like, I made a raft, but it's not cool. Like everyone's showing off on Twitter and Instagram and mm -hmm. Reddit. And it just makes me feel so bad about myself. It's just like, <laughs> man, but granted, I haven't even got past the tutorial. Like I'm still on the fucking islands and yeah. And just everyone's like, yeah, like the tutorial is going to be really long. Cause what I really like too, is the fusibility as you can get like a sword and you can look at a rock and fuse it together. And now you have a hammer and I'm like, Oh, super cool. And then you mm -hmm. can fuse things to your shield, to your bow and it's just like the game is just like literally cracked out for that reason is that now you instantly Nintendo has found, I mean, quick replay playability you can probably play this game until the, until you die and you probably wouldn't have yeah. done everything. I think like, just like breath of the wild and to a way higher extent of this one, yeah. the freedom they give players to solve problems. However they want is absolutely incredible. And like, I was reading an article from the designer, I believe. And he says like, who doesn't love cheating in video games? So why wouldn't we like design cheating into the game? And like, that's yeah. really what it is. They give you like this incredible tool set and you can just fucking cheat your way and do whatever the fuck you want. Like I saw mm -hmm. a great clip of like someone using the recall power to propel a raft so they could get to a, a platform they weren't supposed to get to till way later in the game. Yeah. And I really appreciate that. I feel the same as you. I felt the same with tears or with breath of the wild Yeah, is I would watch these incredible clips and these incredible skill combinations and stuff. And no. it blew me away. And then I, when I would play, I couldn't do it. And yeah. like, that's on me. I, I wasn't good <clears throat> enough. And yeah. so I found my favorite way to enjoy Breath of the Wild was to watch people play. And I'm yeah. finding the same thing with Tears of the Kingdom is it's really fun to watch people make stuff. And like yeah. small clips, you know, like 
I saw a great one of like, you know, the 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 evolution of of warships in, in <laughs> Yeah, Tears I watched Kingdom. that. And yeah. it's just like, you know, shooting mortars and then it's like, you know, a flight bomber and then it's like advanced like drone bomber thing yeah. and it's just like holy shit, you can really fucking do anything. And like even there's like a space race to get Koroks out into space. Yeah. Or even silly things like crucifying Koroks. And it's like <laughs> it's just like what is this game? Yeah. And like, it's fucking incredible. Like holy shit, I'm so happy for people, but yeah. It's like not generally what I want to do. Yeah, like I mean, games. Like I, it's it's to me like I when I play games. I mean, this is not me digging at the current state of games. Like honestly, um, when I'm playing this whole game, back in my mind, it was like fucking Minecraft. You fucking made mm-hmm. this game. Like this this game. If Minecraft did not exist, this game would not exist. Yeah, and yeah. to me, I'm like, oh, like in you know, spoiler alert. I've never touched Minecraft. I've watched Minecraft. But I've never okay. actually like keyboard to mouse moved my character and hit a building. I've never yeah. done that. So we're I just, mean, we're just old, John. I'm just, just old. I'm just a boomer. Uh, I've told that everyone at the studio office, and they're like, "What the fuck?" But granted, I was saved by Marquez. Marquez is like, "I've never yeah. played Minecraft." I'm like, oh, "Yes." Well, he's how old, how old is he? He's, he's like thirty. He's, no, he's twenty. Oh, okay, yeah. So okay. he's relatively young, but he's not a gamer too. So oh, he's yeah, not a gamer. So yeah, my experience play. with Minecraft is i bought it when it the hype was starting like 2009 2010 yeah um i bought it when it was like the alpha or beta or whatever and i mm-hmm. i played enough that i could mine and i went and i was just i started mining down and finding you know diamonds and shit yeah and then i mined far enough that i landed in lava and i died and i was like eh, yeah <laughs> that's no, it i to <laughs> so be, probably like an hour to be fair i played tier uh tier terraria and I really like Terraria because yeah. I was like easy because it's not 3D, it's 2D. But anyways, back to the game. So it's like, yeah, I just feel like I feel kind of bad for myself, but I'm really happy for the game because it's like I can see my nieces and nephew playing this game to death. And actually, mm-hmm. I should really call them. I should really go talk to their moms and dads because I'd be like, I'll buy this game. I'll buy them all switches yeah. so they can all play and like have this experience because it is the awesome cool thing because actually one thing i don't know if you've seen it and i think you and i both have found of this movie is um they made um they did the pacific rim they, they made the robot the pacific kaiju rim thing. not the kaiju but like they made oh the um what's what's it what did they call titans oh Something. man i'm black but yeah, yeah you can see them like they're doing it and like he's riding it and like punching things and like punching all the bosses i'm like this is sick granted i think my favorite one was um someone made a penis made it fly <laughs> around and like hit the kill the boss i'm like that's the best that is the best yeah thing. i think uh i yeah i think overall we're feeling the same like obviously this is a fucking masterpiece it's incredible i think yeah. like it's in- incredible what they've managed to put into a game that is so mm. mainstream that so many people want to play yeah because it's most games you know they they meet you 90 percent of the way where it's mm. like yeah you got to input some things fight some people but like the game's a pretty curated experience but the fact that it's so open yeah. and you really can like the game relies on you to kind of not make your fun, but kind of. Yeah, um, it's incredible it's, that it's such good design that people connect with it, even though it's kind of a challenging game to make fun for yourself. In, yeah, in, in, in a way. Yeah, I, I, I kind of go like this is where I think North American games a little bit fail. It's like, you know, when they say that this game is really open world, you can do whatever you want. They mean it um, like, you know how Gears of War five, the last one, they're like, yeah, yeah there's some it's, it's open world it's not really open world yeah. it's like it's a little bit like no you lied like but this game is truthful 100 it's pure mm-hmm. here's my biggest gripe about it um 
They should not have released this game on the Switch. They should have re- they should have made a new Switch with updated hardware because holy shit. Here's the problem is that when you do that ultra hand mode, the game fucking chugs at least how I'm playing it. Like on, Yeah. On no, it chugs handheld. it chugs in every mode. It, it's because it's double buffered, it goes to like 20 frames a second very yeah, consistently. Yeah. So I mean like how am I going to play this game? It's just like the some parts just feels like I'm attaching two logs together at at the ends and it's just like I'm like oh my god like what do I have to do something to like make this better yeah I'm a staunch defender of game and story matter more than graphics but I also do think that video games are a technical medium they're a visual medium and so technical presentation matter and I think I think it's disingenuine for people to be like it doesn't fucking matter that it runs at 19 frames 720p it's like you're right yeah. like it's still a fucking awesome game you can yep. still have fun but like why is it totally okay to like why why is this just like totally yeah. okay why are we not angry that nintendo could be doing something about this and isn't yeah and people are like well it's because the switch isn't advertised to be strong i'm like it doesn't matter that it's advertised to be strong like it's yeah. time for them to release a new switch or release it in on pc or do something because the experience is hindered yeah the hardware and like it's a miracle that they are in, able to make a game that is so fucking huge and incredible and beautiful yeah on that hardware the experience and i think no one can disagree with this and i think if they yeah. are disagreeing with this i think they're being really disingenuous yeah the experience is compromised mm-hmm. by being on a switch yeah and it's great that it, you know it's a handheld thing you can play on the go and then put it in your dock and play that's you, cool yeah it's not enough and like we have these incredible handheld machines now and the game is compromised yeah. because Nintendo doesn't want to sell a new hardware yet. It's it. Here's the thing is that like, it's, I don't care what the graphics of the games look. I think it's like, I'm like, those like part of the beginning, you jump off the Island and you have the intro title secret. I'm like, mm-hmm. this is gorgeous. I don't yeah, care. It looks like game. Yeah. This is like 60 old graphics. I don't care. It looks great. Like I'm fine with it, yeah. but it's just like literally when those like moments where it just takes me out of the game because it's like, Oh, the game's chugging. Hey, it's just like this makes me remember what line I remember what Linus said. We had a conversation a long time ago. He's just like, Yeah, um, the switch was outdated when it was released. I was yeah. like, at first I had to think about that, and I'm like, Yeah, he's right. I remember Breath of the Wild, that was the launch game, and that game fucking chugged. It's this game, I think, is a good looking game. I think like yeah. obviously there's technical limitations, like when you get up close to textures or you look into the distance and you see the water repeating tiles. Like, ah, it's a shame. It would be yeah. really cool if it looked better. Yeah. Overall, the impression and the art style is incredible. I think there's like a texture to the world that is missing. Like there's like a, a density in the like mm-hmm. the storytelling details that are missing in the world. Like when you go into a, a dungeon, yeah. it's just like gray, clean sh- squares. And it's like, that's fine. It looks fine, but it's like it would be so much cooler if there was like a little bit of like, you know, wear and tear in these rooms and like a yeah. little bit of flow and ebb and like storytelling just from the the design of yeah. the way things came together that is impossible on the switch and that's yeah. it's fine the game doesn't really suffer from it obviously like that's not the most important thing yeah but i think it's a shame that people are like there is no compromise like th- these compromises don't matter and i'm like but yeah. the game could be better if they were able to do yeah. this I think i'm it- not even saying like yeah, yeah we don't need like a 4k version but it's like just, uh, just like 
something missing it's because if, they have to make these compromises yeah it just felt like i think probably the designers probably the people like miyamoto and everything Pi was like, we need a new switch. And then it's just the, the CEO of Nintendo was like, we're not ready yet. We don't, we're not going to do yeah, it. Yeah, it's still we, selling gangbusters. Yeah, we we just, we need to launch this game because people want it. And, you know, I'm not going to blame the team because they probably wanted the hardware just Yeah, as they wanted, did. yeah, they're like, yeah, we'll put it on PC, please. Yeah, because I mean, like, honestly, like, I was like back in my head going, maybe I should borrow that RG ally that we have at the office emulator. I know I'm breaking the law, but, um, yeah. I will not if you buy the game. Yeah, I I yeah. I bought the game, but it's just like yeah, uh, it just felt like so disingenuous. Like the the experience is just hurdled because of hardware, and it's just yeah. like like you said, Nintendo just does not want to do anything about it, and that's well, and, so frustrating. And I think I, I I am with you in the sense of like it makes sense they don't want to do anything for mm-hmm. so long because it was still the best selling console for so so long. Why the fuck? Why would you touch something that is mm-hmm. the best selling console? Why would you mess with that? But now. It's losing steam. And like, I'm sure this quarter is going to be insane. I'm sure they're going to sell a billion switches. Yeah. But I think that like last year was the first year that it was like, it's not number one. Yeah. Like the PS5 is now outpacing the switch. Um, And it's like, that's crazy that it took that long for, you know, the switch to fall off and the PS5 to yeah. rise. But I think I, it's been, I'm sure it's been on the radar, yeah. but here's my, my theoretical I, yeah, my, I think, like, chaos I think, theory. Yeah. I think you and I have the same theory because uh, yeah. actually, wait, let me say it and then, and yeah, see if yeah, I'll tell you if it's what I'm thinking. So yeah. this is my prediction is I was thinking about this on the drive home was like, did they release this game so they can sell all the current inventory of switch and switch OLEDs? We forgot about the switch OLEDs. He didn't even improve the processor there. Which yeah, that was a bummer. Of, that's that there's a, a switch OLED, but it's exactly the same. Yeah, super stupid. And then <clears throat> also, gonna, the switch OLED should have been the fucking light. They should have made a switch OLED light because if yeah. I'm putting it in a dock, it doesn't fucking matter. That's an OLED. Yeah, come on. Yeah. So they'll try to use this game to sell as many current inventory switches out there before having to put them on clearance or discount. And then yeah. this fall, they're gonna release. Whatever the Switch 2 is going to be called. Hopefully enough to have a clever name. And then they're like, oh, by the way, Zelda runs fucking dope on 4K. Yeah, 1080p 60, baby. It'll it'll never be. It it won't be 4K. It'll be 1080p 60. Yeah. Uh, There'll be like a a 1440p 30 mode, maybe. Because that's like PS4 Pro level. That won't be PS4. It'll be like PS4 level. Yeah. Um, I I definitely agree with that sentiment of they want to make sure that they're selling the ones that they've built uh through and i don't know what their inventory levels are like because COVID kind of fucked everything and yep. but the switch seemed to be a pretty consistent mm-hmm. in stores kind of thing yeah but my theory is we don't want it to be backwards compatible they don't want switch 2 to have your games just carry forward because oh. nintendo like sony makes money off selling you games and so if your switch 2 is able to play all your switch games you're you don't have to buy a bunch of new games like yeah they make their money like the switch made a fuck ton of money because they were able to sell you mario kart 8 again you you had to buy mario kart 8 one more time you had to buy smash bros one more time you had to buy the new mario you had to buy the new zelda yeah. even though like there was a zelda on the wii u and so i think that part of it is a big part of it is mm-hmm. the switch was doing fine there's no fucking reason to touch it yeah. but i think the other reason is they need to figure out a gimmick makes it that it doesn't have to be backwards compatible so they can sell you no, the same games. Actually, no, wait, here's a, maybe I'll add on to that. So I think they will still release a switch to you later this year. I'm just being, that's you maybe, think this maybe, year. I think I'm hoping just for it or maybe next year, summer, 
just so they can just sell through the inventory. Here's the thing is that the switch to or the next one is not going to be backwards compatible. Like you said, but they'll go, oh, uh, you can whatever. What's the subscription service they have? Nintendo, Nintendo Power? online. Yeah, something like Nintendo, that. Yeah. So you can play the, all the old games on a subscription mm-hmm. service. And I think that's how they're going to do it. Just so you can get increase the subscribe uh, the, the users on that. So to help bridge that gap of getting people to adopt that new system to play yeah. old games on new hardware. That's going to mm-hmm. be. I think I think we're not going to get Switch Two this year. Mm-hmm. I still think maybe maybe not. I think we'll get a middle generation device that'll only be new for like two years. Like they'll do a Switch Pro, yeah, and then that and then that'll bring us through to uh, your next year, and then next Christmas maybe maybe it'll be maybe this is just like Switch Jono. year. John like baby Jono just like just hoping and praying it's like come on, just like release a new one. Because I, I, I honestly, yeah. I would be okay if if the only thing that they released was just a home only switch where it was just like a little home console, but yeah. it's like it it just has just a little more juice and it can run all these games, you know, that are 720p 30, 900p 30. It could run them at 1080p 60. Yeah, would be that would be fine. Yeah. And it's like obviously, I would love more than that, but if it was just that. 1080p 60. That's all I'm asking for Nintendo. Yeah. And I feel like that's a very reasonable ask, uh, especially for like the fact that their art styles are designed around simplicity and clean presentation. So there's not that many assets that need to be presented all at once. Yeah. I think, I think I'm for me, I'm not really, I don't really care about a def 4k ultra. Like I will notice it Mm. for the first like 10, 20 minutes or some Mm. key moments in a cutscene. But after yep. that, I do not think about it. I think yep. the only time I ever remember thinking about it was uh, when when I played Ghost of Tsushima, and I remember telling you that last like last fight. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, sure, play down 4K. You have to play 4K. I made the mistake and play in 1080P. I regret it to this day. Um, but yeah, like that was the only time. I'm like yeah, 4K would have been sick. Yeah, I think Nintendo, the art style and the direction and how that game looks, 1080P is fine. Like you will not. Yeah, and 1080p is fine. And to me, it's art style is always more important than technical presentation. Mm-hmm. But when you have to, when you're locked in on an art style because of hardware limitations, it's kind of frustrating. Yeah. Uh, and then performance, not the most important thing to me. I I'm okay with 30 frames. I think 30 yeah. frames can be fine depending on the game. Yeah. But to me, to the wild and Tears of the Kingdom would be so much better at 60. It's a mechanics driven game, mm-hmm. and to me. Story driven games are fine at 30. Yeah. And you know, like games where you're like, it feels like you're playing a movie. That's fine at 30. Yeah. But it's like an, a mechanics driven game. And it's like all about how these systems interact and stuff. A locked 60 would be such an enhancement. Oh, also fun. Also too, like, cause you know, to get back to Hyrule, like I'm not even here yet, but it, it happened right at the start. It's like you jump mm-hmm. off and you do skydiving. That is mm-hmm. so sick. And then just like mm-hmm. to see this world, so expansive and you just see link just doing this like he's literally doing nothing but you're just like your yeah. eyes just like looking left right you're like this it's is so cool this is such a dope scene like i can't remember i was like i when i was playing it and he did that and that intro you just see tears of kingdom i was like this is so cool and then and then you kind of get to the storyline you're like oh okay it's breath of the wild but yeah. what a, what a big twist. what a big twist which yeah. is fine which is 100 cool um but yeah i think for me, my experience so far, I'm going to love this game. Really inadequate. I feel like it definitely 
this makes me feel old. Like I feel very old. Um, but yeah. I still think that there was that one commercial. I think viewers, you have to go find it. It's a U. Uh, it's a UK Nintendo commercial. It's like, oh, feel the adventure again. And it's about this guy, like probably my age, playing Zelda and having fun again. And that's that's what my experience is. It's literally just watch that guy. I'm like, that's Jono. Like he's having yeah. fun. Again. And it's so happy that everyone's having a good time. That it's not a disappointment. And that like it's just it's it's great to have a big single player game be the thing people are talking about yeah. especially in a week that uh you know blizzard dropped the bombshell on us that overwatch 2 is not getting a, a fucking pve mode which maybe, was we'll, maybe we'll talk fucking, about that yeah because we should talk about it briefly i think we should switch off of uh tears of the kingdom we'll come back to it when we've kind of played it a little bit more yeah uh we can talk briefly about is that companies are doing that annoy us we'll we'll keep it brief we're already going over time yeah. uh so thing number one, Blizzard canceling the PVE mode of Overwatch 2, which is the whole fucking point. Yeah. Uh, what is what do you think is going on at Blizzard where they thought that was the right choice? I think honestly, it's just no one wants to work there anymore. Um, mm. <clears throat> it's just that, you know, it's unfortunate because they, they just were like the God company when I was growing up. You know, like yeah, everyone, Diablo 2, Warcraft 3, like who? Yeah, buddy. like they, they, they. Every game they have released, I don't think they have ever missed. Like Overwatch well, up and some Overwatch too. I, I guess. mean, yeah. <laughs> well, and I think into the last ten years, I think Overwatch was like the last of their like. This is undoubtedly because there's been the yeah. Diablo three had a bad launch. Um, I remember people not liking that. Uh, yeah. Warcraft three reforged sucked. A couple bad. Yeah. Uh, World of Warcraft. L- expansions okay. that people are like pissed they, about recently all the new ip well every ip they've ever released has been probably a banger so starcraft warcraft um yeah. overwatch overwatch hearthstone. hearthstone yeah although apparently hearthstone is really struggling right now really okay um, well anyways at yeah. the time of release it was a banger it was great yeah and it's just like i think ever since the scandals and all those other things they've had probably a brain drain like everyone just yeah. like they just yep. don't want having blizzard on your resume used to be like you could do go anywhere now having well, blizzard so, on your resume could be like ooh, i don't know i think even before that i think it all shifted when activision acquired blizzard or they merged because yeah. it used to be that blizzard was its own thing it was just like this whole company and it seemed like that was the sweet spot for them yeah producing their best content and then they joined up with activision and then the activision toxic culture which has always been a really bad thing. Like Activision's released good games, but they've always been known for having a terrible culture. Like EA yeah. really has hit periods where they release shit games and they're a terrible company. Yeah. But I've only ever heard good things about working at EA. Like every friend I have that works at EA is like, this is an amazing job and I'm so happy to work here. Yeah. Whereas anyone I've ever talked to that works at Activision is like, it's the fucking worst. It sucks. Yeah. And so Blizzard, I think, got infected by the Activision bug. And then yeah. that started the drain of like their, their high quality stuff and also the pressure from above to content that makes money not art that I, is from like a, a creative core i think you know 100 i think i actually you what you said actually rings very true because when you even think about bungie right or bungie like even when bungie was with microsoft it was fine um but mm-hmm. when bungie went to activision it went bad. Destiny 1 was okay. Destiny 2 was much better, but then you can kind of see them like, oh, they're just fucking All the expansions sucked. Yeah. It's just like... And it was like so clear. They just wanted to put the minimum amount of work 
to get the most, like to keep it going. Expenses were there was no expensive. Pit. They were like 30 bucks a yeah. piece on a yeah. $70 game at the time. And, yeah. and as far as I understand, I haven't played uh, Destiny 2 for a while, but as far as I understand, the Destiny 2 or the Blizzard, sorry, the Bungie, the Bungie mm-hmm. indie era is like the best because they were able to just be passionate <clears throat> and pour it and like yep. make it that this was the game, not like at Activision wanted where it was like, you know, we're just doing Destiny 1 for three years, Destiny 2 for five, four years, then Destiny 3, like just keep milking it, trying to pull out as much profitability from it as possible. Yeah. And I, I'm not stoked that Sony bought them. Like, I don't, I think it's fine. Like, it seems like Sony's not super interested in touching Destiny. Yeah. Like, they're like, just kind of do your thing. Mm-hmm. And they more, I think, wanted the net code and like the support for creating infrastructure for mm-hmm. live service stuff. I hope that they let them do their thing. Although, Bungie is also working on a new IP. Yeah. And so I'm guessing that will be a Sony exclusive thing. Sony, Sony entertainment, at least on the gaming side has been proven to be good. Mm -hmm. They have insomniac has launched bangers. Except for the ratchet clank. I never got into that because I guess I was, you should play the new one. The new one's fucking awesome. Yeah. I don't like ratchet and clank that much. Yeah. I I like, I've always like played them like, yeah, it was fine. Um, but the new one's really good. I didn't because it was just it, it was always Insomniac versus uh, Naughty Dogs, and I was Naughty like, Dog. I was like Team Jackson Daxter, bitch, and so I just did that. But I mean, I understand the game's great. Uh, TV show, the movies suck, so I, I didn't bother doing that. But I don't think I ever. I think I tried watching it, but it put me to sleep in like it, ten yeah, minutes. It's really bad. Um, but I think just because how Sony Entertainment treats their video game studios, I have mm-hmm. pretty good confidence that everyone will be fine. Like I think it'll be well. Fine, I think. Both Sony and Nintendo have figured out the like, we're really pushing a game. There's like, we know, we know like they don't seem to commit to really shitty games mm-hmm. or they don't allow their games to put out really shitty games or they, or, you know, they sweep them under the rugs, They cancel them. Yeah. And I don't know what the, the secret sauce is that both those developers or the publishers are doing. Yeah. But there's a yeah, certain quality to a Sony first party title or a Nintendo first party title that you kind of expect. And there's yeah. exceptions. Yeah. Uh, like, I know Days Gone was kind of like a big like, oh, they really pushed Days Gone and it kind of is like a mid game. Yeah. I think the after the dust settled, people are like, it's a pretty good game, but it's just really generic. It, yeah. Um, I played Days Gone. I got two thirds into it and I just got kind of bored. But you saw, yeah. I saw the potential. I was like, mm-hmm. this game could have been good if I think someone at the studio could have just been like, oh, I should just. I didn't follow the same kind of rules and practice like the God of War guys or the Naughty Dog guys did. I think it just felt like the Sony partner got too involved. I think that's that's what it is. I think also is that they they yeah, they kind of relied on the formulas too early. Like there's nothing really in that game to set it apart creatively other than, you know, he's the biker dude. And it's it, like, OK, yeah, that's kind of cool. But the it's also zombie, the zombie horde thing was kind of cool because like you have to clear yeah. the horde. But yeah. after that, you're That's, like, I was kind of hoping there was it's more generic op- open world survival shit. Yeah, I was hoping those and the story stuck. I those yeah. the acting was so cringe. I like couldn't handle it. Yeah, I, I think I played like ten hours, and I was like, this is fine. It felt like it was supposed um, to be Sons of Ar- uh, Anarchy on uh, uh, in Zombie in Walking Dead. I think yeah, Walking Dead. That game was oh, you know what? Maybe you know what what it was. The game was too data driven. Was like people like yeah. Sons of Anarchy oh, totally. and people like Walking Dead, yeah. uh, uh, yeah, and then it just yeah. kind of fucked up. To me, it's one of those games that if they announced uh, Days Gone Two, I would have actually been very excited because 
once they have that structure in place, mm -hmm. they can work out the details. Because that game, the skeleton is good. It's the details that weren't there. Yeah. It's like the it wasn't fun to scavenge these little buildings because like they weren't interesting. They were just like generic, you know. Yeah. Americana mm -hmm. shit. It Let's... wasn't like there was like a a really thought out interesting angle. Yeah. And I think like like it's to me it's always interesting going back to Left 4 Dead, Left 4 Dead 2, where I played more Left 4 Dead because it was novel at the time. This four-player co-op zombie shooter was more novel. Mm -hmm. But Valve knew you can't just like do that again. You have to have a unique angle to make people excited again. And so mm -hmm. they set it in Louisiana. And that's like a unique angle that, you know, isn't super common for games to be set in like New Orleans yeah. or whatever their version of New Orleans was. Mm -hmm. um, and that gave it enough of an angle that even though you're seeing a lot of the same zombie iconography and like setups that you're used to, there's just like a twist that mm -hmm. makes it special and i felt like days gone just didn't ever have like a unique twist it was yeah. just it just and also i think too um it just i don't know it's, yeah it's like you just can't yeah no i just said yeah I'm, i i don't know what i was trying to go with it but it's like it just felt the game sucked <laughs> it's just, I, was just, I don't know if it sucked it's just so for like un, unimpressive yeah. oh, whereas actually, other yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, no. I now I remember where I was gonna go with it. Um, okay, okay, okay. It's like Days Gone One was okay. You actually think about it, Uncharted One was okay yeah. too. Yeah, totally. So I will go if, like you said, if Days Gone Two comes, I will be excited. But I better give me the Uncharted Two vibes. Like it better be. Oh, hundred percent. Like, yeah. Well, and I think video games. I, I had this conversation. I've had this conversation many times. Yeah. Video game sequels are not like movie sequels. Movie sequels good movie is like a core idea that you like go out into a, a full two hour thing. And like, you're, you're telling the story and like, it's a good movie. And so making a sequel to that, it's hard because you have to take something that ties into that, mm. but is its own core idea and you can blow it. Cause if you just repeat it, it's kind of boring. If you kind of just like push it forward, it's just kind of boring. Whereas a video game is a series of systems and interlocking mechanics that go while for them to be fun to play. Yeah. And so if you can build off of, that skeleton and you know you build out the flesh you build out a new like levels new yeah. vehicles new weapons whatever but you have like the core it's a lot easier and so i find video game sequels are often better like yeah. obviously they can fuck up but like mass effect one versus mass effect two like everyone agrees mass effect two is the better one i like mass effect one more just because it blew me away at the time but like assassin's creed one versus assassin's creed two like yeah it's the same skeleton but it's just such better flesh on yeah. top of it uncharted uncharted, uncharted two uh, uh, like there's so many examples of video games that the seconds are just so much better. <laughs> I'm just trying to think what else is there. Uh, you know, I think that's fine. I don't want to get too deep in it. Cause yeah, we're definitely running. Over well, I think time. like you can even go back all the way to like Warcraft. Warcraft 2. Like, Warcraft it, 2 was sick. Yeah. Starcraft 2 was okay. Starcraft 2 was good. Yeah. 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 It's, a, yeah. But I think yeah. like, but yeah, Starcraft is also an example of being built on Warcraft. Like Starcraft is after Warcraft 2. And so that's also a good example of repurposing a skeleton you already have. Yeah. yeah Silent Hill 2, Uncharted 2, Last of Assassin's Us Creed well, 2. I was going to say Last of Us 2, but it's not really a, it's a continuation of a story. I, I will yeah. say that. Oh, uh, Batman Arkham City. Although I think the new, the consensus in 2023 is that Arkham Asylum is better for not being open world. Yeah. Uh, yeah Smash Bros. obviously got better. Borderlands 2. It's better than Borderlands One. Yep. Red Dead Redemption Two. Yeah, they're both good. They're both good. But that one's like, yeah, that's a different one where it's like Rockstar just kind of exists in its own dimension where it has unlimited money and time. Yeah. And can just. Uh, it's not like it. Yeah. It took some obviously systems and stuff from the first one, 
but it's like Red Dead Redemption 2 is not as good as it is because it's a sequel. It's because yeah. Star is just able to do whatever the fuck they want. They have yeah. so much money. Uh, Half-Life 2 is really good. Uh, uh, Halo 1 versus Halo 2. Like, and But then Halo yeah. 2, it's like they rushed it too much. So it's like, uh, that's not a great example. Yeah. Uh, Bioshock. Well, Bioshock 1 is No, Bioshock 1 is better. But yeah. that, I actually think that Bioshock 2 gets a worse rap than it deserves. Like Bioshock 2 is actually pretty good. Bioshock but it's not, 2 but is, it, you're the big daddy. The whole way through. Yeah, you're the big daddy. Yeah. Uh, and there's the big sister. So, but Bioshock falls into the movie failing of this really good core idea and then not being able to, like, get a new core idea and develop yeah. that. It's just the same core idea kind of pushed further. Uh, and that's why Bioshock 2 is not as good. Yeah. Mechanically, it is better. It's actually a more fun game and there's more yep. interesting encounters, better level design. Mm. But... What you remember about, about Bioshock isn't that stuff. It's the story. Yeah, it's and just that's where it fails. Yeah, you just didn't. You couldn't do anything. Well, that's why Bioshock Three was sent. They built yeah, on it. Yeah, I like it. Infinite. Infinite is really good, but to me, I think still Bioshock One, the storyline, it was just perfect. Yeah, and it's it's <laughs> like a it's like a movie. They had a great core idea, and they built out the game around that. Yeah, and they've never really been able to replicate that since. And yeah. so it'll be interesting to see. Um, they, that yep. the Kevin, whatever his name is, the creator of Bioshock, he has his new oh. studio and they're making a new, uh, uh, immersive sim or whatever. Bioshock creator. I still got to play atomic heart because even though, yes, it's not great, but I still think it, looks, it looks pretty dope. Um, yeah. I haven't downloaded it, but I haven't, I haven't got around to playing it. I still need, okay. Anyways, I still need to find my computer. So let me, actually, let me, let me explain one thing too. I'm actually really frustrated. Yep. It'll it's, be the last thing because we're, we're we're going long. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I have like we're not going to talk about nine one one. We'll talk about it later. Not this week. Uh, next not week, this week. Next week. So oh my god. So the movers came and put all my stuff and they kind of fucked up, which I was like okay with because they took three hours and they were really tired. I'm like it's okay, guys. Mm. But when I went in there to find my switch, so that's how I'm playing oh. the game. It was a mess. Like it was just <sighs> like we finally got in a workable state. But um, I still haven't got my computer yet. Uh, I don't know uh, what my monitor is. Uh, ah. I, we found the switch. We found this monitor, this this arm. I found my microphone. But yeah, so um, I like. I mean, in half of me is like I want to find a permanent place here so I can get all my stuff out because also that yep. place is costing me about three hundred fifty bucks a month. Sucks. Oh, shit. Um, so yeah. I, mean, I could like that's ten percent of what rent could be because I'm gonna I'm. I'm sorry. You're gonna I'm, run. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna be money bags. I, I want a big place that's gonna cost me three thousand a month. So like just to get that out. And Only that three thousand. That's not so bad. <laughs> really? Oh my god. That that's places like a one average bedroom. Average one bedroom. I guess you're in the states now, but yeah. in Canada, average one bedroom is twenty two hundred now. Ooh. And so that's a one fucking bedroom. Like that's we're fucked. It's all fucked, <laughs> man. And so three thousand dollars. That sounds really fucking nice. Like or, I get a steal where I am, yeah. and it's I pay less than three thousand, but like I should be paying three thousand, and it's not enough space for three yeah, people. It's, it's fucking so frustrating. Yeah, I'm trying to find like a three bedroom, two bath with a yard and a driveway, and also able to have some sort of like battery solar power system. Granted, I don't know. I'm I'm trying to figure out, but yeah, it was just such a it was a little bit depressing, and I was just like, I wish I had a cigarette. <laughs> it's like, uh, and was, but you're not smoking cigarettes uh yeah like i'm like i'm like two weeks in to not smoking again thank you granted i might have one because it's just like 
I just like, oh, it's been a hard week. Um, but yeah, it's 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 going good, but also that uh, that was such a bummer. And also too, that sounds. Um, if you're in, I'm just in. This is for the viewers. If you think you need something and you're moving, you probably don't need it. There's a lot of things I wish I was like, why did I bring this? This is dumb. I could have like saved yeah. myself a lot of trouble. I think about that often too. It's like if I ever decided to move like far, uh, all my video games and stuff and like even consoles, it's like bring any of it, just sell it and get it again. That's why or, like, I, that's why I left all my don't. video game stuff with you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. anyways, cool. And so, all right. Anyways. Yeah. It was a good, good time. Good chatting with you, John. I always appreciate our times together. Yeah. And then, uh, I, you me, sound so good on our new beacon mics. Yeah. Like, beacon we really, mics. This, well, we haven't signed anything, so okay, okay. Uh, we we have new beacon mics. Tell us what you think they sound like. We have I haven't done any adjustments. I kind of just popped it out of the box, and uh, you pretty much sound sound perfect. And yeah, honestly, I they sound pretty good. I'm I'm on a Mac. I don't even have like the software for it yet, so it's mm-hmm. fine. But anyways, uh, I do want to shout out all the drumettes on our Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/members. Wait, eighteen baby. So let's. Uh, I'm just gonna shout them out. Whatever. Uh, so we got new. I'm gonna go from newest to oldest. So yeah. it's cool. Uh, Bajoran Bueller, Ryan T, Elias, Bajoran Bueller. Yeah, it's a great. Oh, Bjorn, Bjorn, uh, not Bajoran. Oh yeah, <laughs> Bajoran yeah, yeah. like this. <laughs> Bajoran. <laughs> yeah, this is B B J O R N. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the, the yes, the, Bjorn. Okay, oh, I was Bjorn. like Bajoran. Oh, cool. Like like deep says not. Oh, ha. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Anyways, yeah. uh, Elias anyway. Amandes, uh, John Gers, Emma Franklin, Mark Bradshaw, Maury Martinez, Sly Merlin, Ethan Lowe, David Curie, Briggs Wellman, Emilia Co, Daniel Quasar, Joel Norton, Cody Owen, Matthew Noonan. I'm going to give props to Matthew Noonan because he's great. Uh, Mike1814, Guelo Navarro. And uh, two followers, if you're listening to this, just freaking just just help support it. Uh, but yeah, thank you guys so much. <laughs> and also one thing too, if you have stuck around this long, do me a favor, go on Apple or whatever the podcast platform yeah, whatever you mine. use uh, and give us five stars. If yes. you want to give us one star, email us at letswingit22 at gmail.com. I want to know why. <laughs> You would before you yeah. do it, because yeah, you can't. And why would you back. listen to the podcast this this far? Yeah, like an hour and a half in. Because yeah, five stars, please. Yeah, because uh, because we're trying to grow this because it was just a fun thing, mm-hmm. but now it's getting kind of like it's starting to mature a little bit earlier than I thought. Uh, but it's getting fun. Um, and then yeah, you know, I'm having a good time. It's good. Boom. Hell yeah. Hell right, yeah, brother. Well, see, you see y'all later. Bye-bye. Oh, and also, um, if you get ads in this, if you don't want the ads version, go to Patreon. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. All right. See you guys later. Bye-bye.